Welcome back to the X-Files podcast by LSG Media. I'm Dean. I'm Josh. And on this week's episode, we bring you Season 11, Episode 10, titled My Struggle 4. You ready to just do this? I don't want to talk. I don't want to. I don't want any spoilers about how you're feeling because there have been some hot takes on the old Facebook group. Mm, hot takes. This has been the hardest time I've had of, of yet to not like reach out to me. Reach not, out and tell not just me. reach out to you, but also kind of like reach out to the internet. Mm. I've been really good, dude. I've never like I've never read like. You know, any any review I've never seen what anybody has to say about the episodes before we talk about it. But this one, man, like especially after like how I'm like feeling about it and then like reading reading Facebook messages from like our, you know, our actual listeners. Yes, sir. Part of me was like, I, I kind of want to cop out because I, I feel a certain way and I, I wanted to do like a lifeline, mm. but I but I didn't. Should probably save this for the episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're in it now. Oh, it's live. Yeah, we're fucking talking. All right, I'll figure out where to start the app. <laughs> yeah, somewhere at the start of the beginning of that rant. Well, Post Jimmy, of course. All I know is on one shoulder, Brian Campbell is perched. Perched. His talons are digging. You mean deeply. talons? Talons are digging deeply into my <laughs> clavicle. And his that's mean, clay, by the way. His mean little bird mouth. <laughs> mean. Leaning down. And it's just whispering words of hate mm. into my ear about this episode. Is the balancing force Benjamin Prue? It is. Of course. Ben Prue lit un- from underlight, like a very distinct soft white glow coming up around him. He's on my other shoulder. And he's telling me. No, no, no. This is this is what we this is what we need. What's going to upset you, I think, is my take on it is neither of the two. Mm. But very soft, very pussy. No. No. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Okay. I approach it with the same gusto that the headsman does for the executed. <laughs> okay. I just swing my axe, and I go home, and I hug my fucking kids. I eat my bread and my medieval stew. I hunt my wife for three to seven minutes, make another kid. The next day I get up, I go to the courtyard. I talk to my superiors. I bow to the king. They bring up another person to be executed. I swing my axe, chop their head off. I go home, I rinse and repeat. So, in a nutshell, I guess what I'm trying to say is the needle didn't really move. So, that's the good news. Which means I don't... I I went in... So, here's the deal. I went in with very low expectations. So, as a result of this, I wasn't like, God, fuck! Like this. I was more like, well... I don't hate you, but you did, you dared to kill a king's deer. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I simply lop your head off, <laughs> which is bad, 
It's murder, kind of. But, I mean, it's taking a life. And then I just kind of don't go far. But if I want to be optimistic, I call it a painful birth. Did the mother die in childbirth? At Did anything least, survive? Did anything at, survive of this of this creation incident? At the least, the puss will never be the same. I mean, <laughs> at best, at best. Smashed up. It's real beat up. It looks like three periods of playoff hockey. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. And it well, might not live. This is where uh this is where the weakness of our show comes into play, where we don't talk about anything ahead of time. We don't take, you know, like we don't have a plan. Plans. Because I think I'm kind of around that same spot. Mm. I, I didn't despise this episode because I approached it pretty dispassionately. Right. Like this, I didn't, I didn't give my struggle for the emotional capability to wound me. Correct. Right? Yeah. I, I, this may or it may didn't not get be... In. It didn't get in. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It could not get past the Muhammad Ali jab of no. indifference, right? Correct. Correct. It, it was like, I can't, I'm trying to get under that fucking rangy jab and hurt these guys, but I just can't get there. <laughs> or in the words of John Cusack from High Fidelity, if you really wanted to fuck me up, you should have got to me earlier. <laughs> that's right like that's good shit man my struggles have already already cut me pretty deep yeah there so are I, struggles now yeah so dude let's let's stop fucking phalating around the bush let's stop uh is that what this is overly uh <laughs> overly taking uh not simile what's the other one hmm? what you know not uh not making too much in the terms of comparison. Let's just get metaphor. down to metaphor. Yeah, let's let's get down to brass tacks. Right. My struggle four happened. Yeah. The X Files may or may not have ended. Question mark. Question mark. Um how did you feel? I didn't. Did not feel. Do you know what I felt? I thought, ooh, okay, here's the needle moving moment. I went, that was pretty cool when he blew people up. And then I said, dude, when CSM got shot in the head, that was cool. My my blood pressure raised three points. And whenever Walter Skinner drew down on the car, definitely the biggest six to midnight moment for me this week. Yeah. Yeah. And then I thought, I can't wait to go back to season one. <laughs> dude. I'm going to tell you, it's a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, man, you you have got that pegged for me exactly. My my final thought was like, can't wait to start the show over and talk right. about season one. But I, I will not, you know, bury the lead anymore. I, I did not despise this episode. I, I will disagree with Mr. Brian Campbell. <laughs> um, I don't think this was a terrible episode in and of itself. It's all, I feel like this it's episode is... not good, is, though, is it? It's not good. <laughs> Nobody's going to look at this episode and be like, this was a great X-Files episode. Yeah, they'll have to mine it for the part they want, like be it Skinner shooting Reyes and yeah. trying to shoot the CSM or... It's, but what I think is it's all about how you approach it. 
if you approach this episode with just a load of emotional weight and you're like, this is the last episode of The X-Files, are you going to deliver? Are you going to earn it? Are you going to earn 225 episodes and two movies? If you're coming in that way, you are going to be like incredibly disappointed. Incredibly. Can Can I tell you something? Do you know why I was able to insulate myself from that very state of mind that you are describing, sir? Because of season 10. So season 10 happened, and then within months, I was watching old great X-Files, and I didn't really care about it anymore. I knew there was an 11 coming eventually, which was fine, but it doesn't ruin it for me. You know, people say this thing, this ruins everything. It doesn't, though, does it? Yeah. Unless you can never watch old episodes again, right? Netflix is a thing, Hulu in this case. If you go back and watch old episodes, in the moments when you're watching those old episodes, especially since you're probably going to be favoring Monster of the Week, you're not going to think about season 10 in those moments. You're going to be thinking about the great episode you're watching in that moment if you're watching, say, Home. Yeah. And I guess that's what... I, in other words, going through the experience of... Like the prequels. It ruined Star Wars. Did it? Are you sure you you can't watch Empire? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't really I, ruin it. I, I, know, I know when people say it, it's very hyperbolic and emotional and, and maybe sometimes you're trying to be funny. But it doesn't really ruin anything, does it? I mean, you go back and watch it. And, and this is a perfect experiment. We've been through this. We saw season 10. We saw My Struggle 2, which is a fucking shit show. Or was it three? Was it three? No, two, because three was the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um. And we went back and watched cool episodes and talked about some of them too. So, you know, I'm gonna whatever. Go, uh, Dean, I'm going to go even further than that, man. I'm going to go say of the four My Struggle episodes, I think this was the best one. And that's a low bar to set because that's terrible to bad episodes. That's also a very positive way to say it. But of the four of them, this was probably the best. It is. This was the most like kind of narrowed down. This was the yes. most focused on yes. on a actual conflict. This was the most, you know, every episode kind of shed a little bit more of this baggage, right? Mm-hmm. And it it didn't pay off, man. And and kind of like what I what I really wish is that we knew or Chris Carter knew that this was how it was all going to turn out and you could you could step back and he could say, like, I have four episodes to do mythology because I don't think he knew that back four years ago when the revival got greenlit. Obviously, like, that wasn't the exact plan. But if he knew that then and he said, like, I have four episodes of TV to really tell this story, maybe he could have done a better job. Maybe we could have gotten more out of it. But what he got was a revival that he had to kind of fight for and yep. see if it was going to go anywhere. And then it went somewhere, and then we had to retcon some shit, and we did that, and that first brutal My Struggle 3 to like narrow it down a little bit more, and we did that. And then eventually you get to a point where you have to like have some resolution. And one thing Ben Prue said on this one, which I feel 100%, this should have been at least an hour and a half. Come on, man. Like, mm. come on. This wasn't a great episode, and I'm not, even with another half hour, it wouldn't have been great, but it, it it could have at least given a little bit more credit where it deserved. Yeah. So, because if, if there's the, a if lot, the, 
there's a if, lot here that's just crammed into just just wrap it up. Just wrap it up. If Get the that extra sign. thirty minutes would make it better, because when I saw there was fifteen minutes left, I thought good. <laughs> so if there was an extra thirty and they could retool it and make it better, they wasted a lot of time too. Um, maybe thirty minutes would have helped it. It's possible for sure. But you're right. It's what I will agree with is it's up against the wall. I mean, it's it's hemmed in. And I think it was a good choice to narrow the focus of the episode to a few characters and not global conspiracy with aliens. Oh, totally. In, 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 totally. In, I mean, it's too much to do. That's its own show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, there, there is some big level good decision making. Like, yeah. the, the fact that we ended up with a personal story to conclude it, to to make mythology a personal story for Scalder and Molly in and of itself is a, this is, is a Scalder win. and Molly. Scalder and Molly. I like it. Did I say that? Yeah, I think right. you did. <laughs> Scully and Mulder skulls. There you Mulds. go. There you go. F- Foxing mm. and skulls to, to get to that point in and of itself is a win, right? I mean, if you get to the point where, where that's the personal story we can take in its mythology, but it's, it's not a global pandemic because there is a global pandemic here, but they don't really waste a lot of time talking about it. If the, how about this? It's a win if the if the <laughs> it's a win if the game is deciding between the two, right? right. I, I mean, it's tough to call the episode a win overall. <laughs> <laughs> We're being pretty soft on it. I'm going to say, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, dude. You it's know not what good. the problem? So, so it's not here's, good. Here's my. We say it's not good. It's not good. It's not. It's good. not a good episode. No, it's not. Um, I think the problem with it is, a lot of times you can rely on the performance of somebody in understanding what they are going through in the moment, and in feel for them. That's what you can do a lot of the times without without us even having a connection to somebody else. Whether whether it be a sick relative, a missing brother. Um, you know, we, we, anything, we, we can watch the beginning of Saved Private Ryan and, and we can, we can observe the man walking through a graveyard or we can see the mother getting a letter and we don't know anybody, but we can wrap our heads around that and feel something there, right? We don't need, in other words, we don't need all the characters involved. We just need to, the performances of the people who are enduring the struggle for us to go, man, I really feel something for that person in this moment. And, and sadly, I couldn't get there with Mulder or Scully as it relates to William because I know William and I don't give a shit about William. And I think that's my ultimate emotional struggle with this episode. Emotionally, I can't arrive at really giving a shit about William's fate. And that's my struggle. (laughs) Right? Dude, I don't know, man. I don't think you could say it any better than that. It's really, really hard to care about William. And unfortunately, that's literally the decision they made. Because at the conclusion, that's pretty much Scully's argument to Mulder. Yeah. It's not our fucking son. Mm-hmm. Like, that wasn't our boy. Whatever. Like, I mean, obviously, there's more emotional weight to it. But, like, that's what it comes <laughs> down to. Is like, hey. hey. Some. There's some. <laughs> Hey, not not really our son. Like, 
They're, they literally build everything towards William, and then in the last Pull the two rug minutes, out from under you. Yeah. yeah, say yeah. no, 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 no. It's not all about William, and it's a bummer because there are some good. Like if you look at if you look at it on a storyboard, there are some good William moments, right? But I mean, there's some stuff there that has potential on a storyboard. Like, yeah, okay, that that might have emotional impact. But when you translate it to the screen and you write it the way they wrote it and you give it the backstory they gave it and we get the treatment we do. The dialogue was tough too. The dialogue, the actor, man, William is not, the kid that plays William is not good. He's not good. I mean, I just don't, I don't like him at all. Yeah, and you know, it's it's hard. It's hard because you you you're, you want us to feel empathy for this character that's not very likable, and then you tie our main characters to it like a fucking anchor in the ocean. Yeah, and you just toss it overboard, and, and when we drown, like what you know what I mean? I can't. I know I'm speaking in metaphors, but that's that's kind of how I felt. Like you, you I th- there's this inis- this inexorable pull towards William because the story's focused on it and, and it drags our main characters into it and I can't get there with them. Yeah. Which, normally I can. I can get there with them. I can't, like, Scully's father dies in Beyond the Sea and I don't really know her father from a hole in the wall, right? Which is kind of what I'm saying. I don't really need to. Maybe if I knew the father more and I cared about him less and he was a bad actor and he was written poorly and... Then I'd be like, who cares about your dead dad? I really don't. Can we go back to fucking Grima Worm Tongue? <laughs> you <laughs> but, know what but, I mean? But 20, 20 however many years later, you remember those scenes. Correct. Because they matter because of how how it's written and how it's delivered right. and how the emotional impact lands. Right. Because we there was just little clips of of the father. There wasn't. And there's there's more weight to that mm-hmm. two and a half decades later. Than there is to the episode that we watched last night and today. Mm. Fuck. Mm, fuck. Fuck. How do you fuck that up that bad? Be- because because the unfortunately you are unfortunately you're trying to frame a house on sand, right? I'm full of them tonight, Josh. <laughs> you are. Are you cracking open fortune cookies like left <laughs> and right? <laughs> yes. You have a whole bag of fortune cookies. You're just. Look, it says right here, you must be strong to win. So if I could relate that to this episode. No, but but you know what I mean? It's the it's the setup. The setup does not it, it, there's not a lot of power underneath it. There's not a lot of driving story force from from my struggle one, two, and three, which is why you kind of started to pull the ripcord on four a little, which was wise. Rip, uh, I will say this, if I want to be nice to this episode, which I'm not being particularly nice to, is that this is good damage control for the first three. Yeah, but that's not a way to wrap up a series. No, I know. I know <laughs> I'm just saying, if I want to You be- know what? You know what, dude? Can I just say this? Because we could go on all night. Let's fucking work our way through this, and let's come back and do this again after we're done. <laughs> again, okay. So can we say that? I mean, like, because we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, it's fine. So, so let's power we, through this. Man, all this opening shit. We know it's going to be William-centric. We learned that he became a criminal. He was sent away to a school for bad kids, right? Who make other kids' ears bleed. Yeah. He, he's a liar, pants on fire, and he causes car accidents at, at intersections. Bad ones. 
mind you. Sure. Government man came. And then what happened? Uh, then he got sent back home and the government men waited outside his house. But now something happened. They killed his parents. They're like a dumb for joke him. on some girls. Remember that one? That just happened. Yeah. Yeah. He played a dumb joke on some girls. It's like we tie Ghoulie back in here. Mm-hmm. Obviously we're all, that's how we re-met William in this phase, but yada, yada, yada. And we're, William is at the Timberlake Motel. That's right. what we do. That's what we do with the intro scene. We get William's backstory. We don't care at all. There's no emotional impact to it. We get we get what should be f- for what the episode is going for. William is one of the most important characters in X Files. But unfortunately, except for the fact that we know that Mulder and Scully are quote unquote his parents, you know, obviously there's a lot that goes along with that. We got a loophole on that, we though. Get, we'll exploit we get, that at the end. Yeah, but we get 18 to 20 years, however old he is. We get that. We we only see that ever now, and we get it in a 30 seconds of exposition. Mm-hmm. And we've, so in, in anything we've seen him in, he's been largely unrelatable and not particularly likable. Right. So we're supposed to start to care deeply about this character in 30 seconds of exposition, and then credits hmm. well Mulder's looking for the kid while also going on the Alex Jones show but not really um, and then Skinner gets put on Mulder and Scully by curse and have like, you seen the internet that's what curse says that's a terrible line oh does he say that have I thought you, you were seen... asking me and I and I froze because I didn't says, know what you're talking about curse says to Skinner have you seen the internet and all I can think about is like Jan and Bob strike back what like, the what the f- <laughs> Fuck is the internet? <laughs> it's like when it's like when like uh, a parent is like, "Are you guys smoking the pot? Are you smoking the pot? <laughs> Are you on the Facebook? Are you having the sex in there? <laughs> no, ma. I got the TV on ninety nine because I'm fucking playing with myself. Are you smoking the crack? <laughs> <laughs> well, Are you watching the X Files? Oh. It works for that. So they're fucking fired. You're fired. You went on Alex Jones' show, man. Yeah. Once again, the X Files is shut down for <laughs> the seventh time. What if it isn't fake news? Ugh. 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 Fake news. Ugh. What if? Anyway, Smoking Man demands Skinner find him the boy. Boy. Uh, Skinner chats with Scully. Uh, she says she needs help. Um, I've been asked to take away your badges. He's telling them Mulder has a lit fuse and you can't put it out. Scully says that was her, not him on that show there. And that these claims are not outrageous, right? Yeah. It's yeah. kind of this little breakdown. I do like they're standing in front of the old, uh, those glass doors. Integrity. With the, yeah. Fidelity, <laughs> bravery, integrity. Kaplow. The old FBI motto. I like it. All right. She has integrity. He has bravery. Watched until the end of the ep, bitch. Oh my in- God. It's another metaphor. Actually, of course. <laughs> Skinner's <laughs> as good as he always is. They, just, they do not give him much to work with here. Correct. But he, man, like in every, every Skinner moment we've had to work with, he's done great. Mm, he's I think. Awesome. He's great. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, a, he's, a, he's the old, he's, you know what? He's all reliable. Yeah, but we make just we make so many cute like short writing decisions. Like so we immediately go from that to Scully like so now it's a flashback. 
So now oh, it's Scully right. walking into right. the Mulder's house, whatever, um, yeah. with Reyes on the phone. Scully has like a distinct reason and knowledge of Reyes being a betrayer, being in cigarette smoking man's camp. Mm-hmm. But she just... <laughs> Yep. goes along with this whole thing. And, and you know what sucks is they want the audience to see that Reyes is helping by the way she shields the phone from CSM. Yeah. Which is kind of shitty. Wicked shitty. Right? Because, because why does anybody yeah. believe that that's an actual thing? Yeah, it, it doesn't translate that we believe it so our character should when we know they shouldn't based on their history. Right. We've we've seen that she should not believe Reyes. Hmm. Mulder wants to investigate the lead. Scully isn't quite convinced, but he kind of is come back alive. So why the schism here? Schism between Between the two. Why don't they go together? Because that's not what we do. Yeah, I know. But why are they... I feel like she's so sidelined this whole episode. Yeah. You waste waste literally the best actor you have in the series. Right. On on the sideline. She's yeah. fucking, she's the goddamn offensive coordinator. Yeah. But that's what, I mean, there's a lot of X-Files and there's a comment we might get to later, but like that is classic shit where it's Mulder going out there and mm-hmm. Scully trying to yeah. find it where Mulder's at and trying to support him from the the backfield, you know, as yeah. it were. As it were. And, you know, it, it there's a classic you know, recipe, X-Files writing recipe, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Like, why do you, Maybe why do you here. do that again here? Like, why, why don't they go out there together? Is right. the only reason it's to a, like, especially when it relates to her son. Yeah. And especially when the only <clears throat> actual consequence of, of her not being there is that Skinner ends up there later. Like how easy would it be for them to have another reason for Skinner to get there later? Like, why not have Mulder and Scully together this whole episode? Right. Um, also, I'd like to point out, um, he who controls the spice controls the universe, right? <laughs> However, it's he who controls your son controls your future. <laughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> so he is the... Benny Gesserit. He's the Benny Muad'Dib. Jesser. He's the Muad'Dib. <laughs> Muad'Dib. <laughs> Muad'Dib. Um, so uh, anyway... Oh, by the way, Salvador Mundi is the tagline of this episode. Nice. That is a painting by uh, Leonardo da Vinci. It means savior of the world. Killer. Savior um, of the world. Oh, nice. Nice. That's cool. It's like a Christ thing or something. <clears throat> yeah. yeah Buddy like Christ? No, Buddy Christ. Kidding. All right. So uh, anyway, Mulder. Hold your tongue. Trini Martin. Go. Oh, fuck. Awesome. Trini Martin. Yes, I'm ready. Position of attention, please. Roger. All right. Is this going to be another bug hunt, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Trini Martin, you find yourself uh, a sign of responsibility to conduct a covert surveillance. What are my assets? Uh, your assets, you are alone. Your partner is off scene at this point. You are one-on-one. You are tasked with uh, <laughs> conducting surveillance on a small civilian airport with a connected hangar slash office facility. Oh. Well, good news, sir. I have my bird-watching binoculars. Binoculars is not a bad start, Trainee Martin. Now, what distance do you set yourself from the landing pad? Um, well, 
I think as close as possible so I can probably hear what they're saying. Good. Good. And, and no cover. I mean, out in the open. The important thing is that you can easily see them without binoculars so that with binoculars, you can see them more clearly. Do you understand right. that? Yeah, I want to be able to identify each of their faces. Um, right. Yeah. And it's, when I see four Russian Blackwater agents with tack gear on, I am not phased. Unfazed. Not right. phased at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready to go in. I'm just going to walk in, I think. Now, I hope you remember your training here because what I would expect you to say in the, is this next phase, the proper way to gain entry to this facility, we, we call the cat in the alley. Okay? <laughs> you want to bang, bang on something metal. Mm-hmm. Because if we know anything, well, we know that news. Russian mercenaries are much like feline animals. They are spooked easily to the sound of loud banging noises. <laughs> and if you simply simply rap loudly, they'll scatter. Good news, like cats sir. in an alley. As you know, I played a little baseball. So what I'll do is I'll just hurl a few baseballs at the other side and watch all of the trained professional Russian killers quickly yog over. It's a new thing. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll just sort of slip in a side hatch. Mm. They have a lot of those in top secret hangers. Also, what do you think of my my jeans? In <laughs> <laughs> my hoodie. A little tight, a little, a little high. Little high, a little tight. Yeah, this is um this is fox sauce. I mean, the slender legs haven't been around in a while, but I hear them I hear them click clacking like snicker snack like the jabberwocky mm. clicking across the alleyway and here he comes the old fox fairy has been held at bay he's got the big long legs because you know the wings don't work they're just for not, show it will not be denied it will not be denied nope man he he i mean this is a fire hose and uh the I fox like the fairy shot though the fox fairy has gained some new abilities hmm he is now cleared to go NC-17, apparently. Yeah. In terms of violence. Face shot. Yeah. Right in the cheek, baby. Mulder kills at least five people right here. Mm-hmm. He kills five human beings. It might take him a whole season to kill five people back in the day. If that. I mean, Mulder does not kill people willy-nilly. You don't he know fucking, about his cross-training? <laughs> he straight smokes like like four of these guys downstairs and then one outside the glass and then Mr. Y right in the face and and granted it's a pretty decent visual effect like the entry wound in the face is that's pretty well done you know that's kind yeah. of the you know different trope than the the dot in the middle of the forehead like shoot somebody in the face and like pink mist through the back of the head like that's kind of cool, but it's not really X-Files, is it? I'll give you what you won't believe. <laughs> they drew first blood, Colonel, not me. I warned them. Did they, though? Did they draw any first blood? Well, I mean, you know, they were there. John, they're just looking for your son. They just want to talk to him. Yeah. Well, you know, they got to go. 
You killed six guys, man. We yeah, have to well, talk to you. You weren't there. You don't understand. I don't know, man. It's uh, not good. Yeah, it's uh, it's intense. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. The first time I watched it, I mean, it, it's kinda, it, it, is it, it though? It, it it got me a little bit into the sh- it. The gunshot is intense, but the like sneaking by and then he he kind of blows the guy away without much thought. But whatever. Yeah. I mean, fuck it. I mean, the problem is you're you're sprinkling fox sauce, but Fox Mulder is not John Wick, and that's not why we like Fox Mulder. Right. Like, we don't need that. We don't need him to do a fucking behind-the-back disarm slash fucking gun to the head while, like, other, like, armed assailants approach him from the front. Like, that's you not don't, what makes Fox Mulder badass. And you, like, don't, and you don't ever feel like he's ever been that way? No. And it, and it definitely feels out of character. Yeah, totally. I'm not saying he can't get the drop on somebody, but it's always been his intellect and wit. And charisma that's got him through. Of course. He yeah. is not, contrary to popular belief, John Rambo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're just they're just using bad guys they have in their current portfolio to <laughs> to confront them with. Mm-hmm. So, so they they have this guy, Mr. Y. I called him Mr. Jowls, but sure. Yeah. Mr. Jowls with long hair. He actually kind of looks like uh the bad guy in uh Lethal Weapon Five, which is seen, Ooh, you're going with, real deep. Which is seen only on "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia," um, <laughs> <laughs> played by Danny DeVito. So good. But they, all right. So we kill him. Okay, we kill him. And then thirty seconds later, Mulder's making a quip about mm. payback. Mm-hmm. We're making a payback quip after you killed five people. Mm-hmm. That's not this show. Nope. That's not this show. That's because it's my show. <laughs> the Fox Fairy. <laughs> you stay in the back. <laughs> Get out. Shit. Get out. You got to like throw things at it. It's like <laughs> a just... fly like you just can't hit. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking fly. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's uh, It just doesn't make it just doesn't fit in. And also, like, what the fuck, if you actually step back and think about it, what is the story point? Like, what is happening here? Like, Nothing. Why, why did Reyes call and give this piece of information? Is Cigarette Smoking Man trying to eliminate Mr. Y? Is that what this is about? Is it, a like, a false flag kind of thing from an unintentional actor? <laughs> I'm I'm reaching. I'm reaching hard. Yeah. I don't I don't know what the point is. Except to see Mulder shoot somebody in the head in a in a kind of cool way. Yeah, of course. The headshot was was good in and of itself. That's but it. That's us, all we get all we yeah. get out of it is your son, he has what everyone wants, what anyone would kill to have. And um you want to talk about William's daring escape? Um, yeah, let's talk about. So, what? What? I mean, I know you don't really want to, but well, what you might not realize if you watch this episode just once is that time travel is an important part of this one because the um, the antagonist actually time traveled from the late nineties. 
Because these are late 90s cool tag teams. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because they, they, they got the caps on, right? They dress in all black. They wear little watch, watch caps. They wear um, vests that actually don't stop bullets. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and what they don't know is that <laughs> William has mental powers. So he tra- time traveled to the early 2000s when parkour was cool. Mm-hmm. So he counteracts their late 90s uh, tag team coolness with early 2000s parkour technology and he wins it's true he does powerful i mean how how quick are they going to be with elbow and knee pads <laughs> you know Very it's a, it's a hindrance though. and he is he do is, you feel like the whole time they should have been saying like hot 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 like like blues brothers shit the high speed chase ends in a mall yeah they all try to cram in an elevator yeah there's a lot of guys chasing them i mean a good 10 by the end of it yeah nobody like that shit looked cool in 1999 and now like now cool is like sicario cool right like that's right. what like that's what like elite badasses look like now, and we're still doing like 1999 cool bad guys. No, I, I, Come on. I, I It's funny because I wonder why they made a decision to make it such a such a physical engagement here instead of a series of mental misdirects like you used in the hospital. Well, right, right? I, I I will say if there's one thing I can say on a positive aspect, like it might not work, but along with trying to refine this massive fucking mess of mythology, if you make it a physical story, you're kind of making it like a little bit more driven, right? Like, I mean, you want to make it exciting. You want to make it like um, a quickly forward moving storyline and like, you're caught up in this and there's action. There's things that are tying forward. You don't want all talky talk, right? No, yeah, yeah. No, I meant, you know, he uses mind powers in the hospital and he would hide and assume oh, okay. appearance. Okay. That, that's right. what I mean. I don't mean, I don't mean like it has to be an internal, internally driven. I don't mind, I don't mind man versus man here. Conflict, generic conflict type. I just <clears throat> was like, boy, what a, what a, what a real protracted, <laughs> Well, like the, running engagement. What they really chose to do in this in this episode was not to make William's mind powers as important. He's not really going to use those in this in this episode until he blows everyone up. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, well, anyway, Mulder reports to Scully because she's the offensive coordinator. So he's like, "What do you want me to run here? I could run the button hook. I could post out to the end zone." Um. I mean, I could use your help, but, you know, looks like you wanted to be the OC for this one. She tells him that a lotto win or something is how they found him. Yeah, there's been 10 lotto winners within a, or eight lotto Small winners area. within a 10-mile radius. Yeah, that's how Because just... if you didn't know that he has that kind of mind powers, mind powers, now you do. Yeah, I don't, so what is the mind power? He, he can see into the machine? Mind powers. I mean, it's, it's he has really mind incredible. powers. Dean. Okay, Dean. Dean. I mean, I could see if he goes to the roulette wheel in like he has, he has mind powers. Fools people, or or <laughs> even can 
Hey, hey. Don't question it, you're telling Mind me. powers. <laughs> walk away. Mind Just powers. walk away. You don't even understand. Just walk away. <laughs> okay. Mind right. powers cover everything from literally exploding FBI agents to predicting the next fucking Mega Millions number. Apparently. Yeah. Professor X is like, Jesus, boy's good. <laughs> um, anyway, she says, go there. So he talks to this worker and... Tanya. Sure. I'm very proud of you. I'm not even being sarcastic. <laughs> Tanya's there and uh, flashes a badge and she tells him he split the money with a coworker or something. And yeah, he said, well... He was going to sign over half of it. Whatever. That's that's that is fuckery. It's right? all fuckery. That's all like fuckery. we want you to know he's a good kid because we haven't made you give a shit about him, right? <laughs> because even when he does good things, he kind of seems like a little shit douchewagon. Yeah, a little shit doing something like hey hey. Also, best surveillance cams ever in a group in a. In a uh, Gas station. In a gas station, yeah. They're pretty Incredible good. Incredible resolution. Really good res, man. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. The NSA just installed that. <laughs> 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 anyway, they he, he sees the guy get into a truck with, you know, this guy. This fucking yep. guy. Yeah, and then, and then back to the OC. Yep. Scully calls Tad O'Malley. Because mm-hmm. we got we to gotta bring this back in. Yeah. Well, before that, just so you know, Scully has a premonition, which coincides with Mulder suggesting he knows what direction the truck went off to. Ah, uh, yes. Northeast. Right. Everything in the world depends on finding him. Okay. So get comfy on your couch if that's the case, Scully. If everything in the world depends on finding him, you should be out there in the field. But I digress. Um, anyway, some dude put something on Mulder's car and then... Um, Young oh, fellow like yeah. you needs to be careful. And then O'Malley comes up. Right. <clears throat> the, is this guy supposed to be being creepy to William? Is that what's happening? I can't tell if he's being creepy or if this is some a moment of levity. I, I, I couldn't really tell either. Like, I thought, I thought William said something like, I can tell you're going to cause me a problem. Mm-hmm. But, but regardless, it, it's cut between William eventually going full ghoulie on this truck driver. Yeah, I mean... We know he likes to. He, we know he's just a joker. He's just a kid at heart. But this seemed. I, I couldn't tell if this truck driver was because you know truck drivers are all creeps. <laughs> and and Scully's calling Tad O'Malley. Mm-hmm. Here's your conspiracy, boyo. She tells him a right. virus and, will be unleashed, man-made from an alien pathogen. Death and, in the streets, Mister O'Malley. It just, dude. How how much does it lose its impact when we've heard it over and over and over in every my struggle? Like I feel like every my struggle episode we've seen, it's been this exact same thing because they retconned it to where that didn't actually happen. It was a vision of the future. So now, like they talk about it, and then like at the beginning of every episode, they flash back and they show us that this was talked about in previously on the X-Files. But like to the point where like there's no impact, there's no like emotional or any kind of impact when they say like 
global pathogen, like all this shit, like yada, yada, yada. I, nobody cares, right? You don't care. Right. You don't care. No. Because it's like, okay, yeah, we, we saw, we, we already did all of this. Do you like, know you why told it's hard? Tad O'Malley this, and he fucking announced it. And it was the whole point of like multiple episodes. So like you do it again now for what fucking purpose? Like what purpose are you telling him this when you're just trying to find your son? Like, yeah, especially if it's, if, 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 if this is the case, I know I'm going to keep harping on this because I'm being petty, but why are you there? You even say Agent Mulder's her only hope. I think she actually says that. She literally says that. She literally says it, right? Can from, I get a- from the script to her mind, from her mouth to your ears. <sighs> Dean? Yes, sir? I did not intend to shit on this episode this much, and I, I, I can't stop doing it. I know. I feel the same way. I didn't hate this episode, I don't think. But I'm It's really... one of those where you're like, I should have shit before we left. <laughs> and now I have to. I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm just firing nonstop. Brian Campbell, dude, he's in my ear. He's his fucking dirty little talons are just fucking digging in deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Talons. That dirty but yeah. that dirty Detroit bird is just fucking Oh man, he's chirping. He's chirping and chirping. I can't get past it. It's true. It's, I mean, you know, it's, what are you going to do? He's from Detroit. He has no hope. Just like we don't have any hope if we can't find Mulder. It's true. That's what we got. I mean, he's probably, he's probably on top of a car surrounded by ravaging starving dogs. (laughs) And you're wondering why he doesn't like this episode. Come on. Just, just another day in Detroit. Yep. <laughs> he's so, got his, he's wearing his fucking tie as a headband. But the like problem is swinging you, from car to car. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought of a whole nother story you, in my head. <laughs> you can't use Tatomalley to raise the stakes, right? Mm. You can't use nope. him to raise the stakes when he's already gone like full crazy a season and a half ago. Like, he's already broadcast, like, the craziest claims we could imagine and literally said all of these things already. Mm-hmm. So now Scully sends him these messages and, and we get this brief kind of, like, montage we get now where, like, he's talking about it and we see, we see him showing some footage of Mulder walking through this, this crime scene, right? And I, yes. and I, think, I'm, I think I might be skipping past Oh, boy, are you? <laughs> you oh, are boy. you are like William sprinting, <laughs> How? sprinting to the finish line. <laughs> I've uh, I've I've passed the entire. Uh, okay, I'm gonna he- you. Okay, I'm gonna tell you that you're gonna punt. I need you to punt for a minute and take a knee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a knee. All right, so let me go back to this. So William scares the balls off the driver. Then he yeah, hides he, it in a drain pipe. Why how? does he do that? How? How does he get out of the truck? It just stops. So He's wait, probably like, get out of my car, alien guy. No, he doesn't get out of the truck. We see the truck on the move with, Skull, with Mulder following it, flashing his lights and Scully on the phone with him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how tele- he gets out of the truck. He does get, he teleport? Josh, so I'm going to say what you said. Now? Mind powers. <sighs> Mind powers. Okay, okay, okay. 
Anyway, uh, hides in the drainage more visions. Mulder and Scully talk. Mulder, you're in grave danger. I'm too close now. This kind of dialogue. Yeah. Bad guy pulls over for William. Get in my car. I'll give you a little tug job, kid. <laughs> he definitely looks like uh, an English teacher who's touched children. Oh, for sure. For William sure. has real bad dialogue with a Sarah girl. If this is going to be my life, I don't want to live. Wait, that's not yet. Now, now you, now you, sir, are after, on fourth after down. the pullover. Yeah, he talks you're to push the Sarah's house. No, you're on fourth down. Am I fourth you're, down? You aren't fourth down, dude. I'm telling that's, you, right after the fucking car drives. No, dude, that's after the whole motel thing. Are you sure? Oh, for sure. I don't think you're right. <laughs> Illegal formation I, on the defense. I number think 51. You might, I, you might want to check your time. Dude, I'm positive. I'm looking at my meticulous, meticulous notes. Hmm. Well, I think I trust the episode more than your notes. Um. Oh, wait. The whole... Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're so anyway, right. it doesn't matter. Right. The so whole... Let- that whole... This, these these interactions all happen before the, before the motel scene. Yes, sir. That's where I jumped the gun. It's That's talking okay. about... But wait, but we do see Tad O'Malley talking about... Yeah, because they kind of jump back and forth with this dialogue. Yeah, There's a bunch of right. dumb dialogue that leads up to him going to William's room. But before Correct. we get to William's Correct. room, we okay. must plow our way. This is really tough. This shit. is a real tough stretch, which is why I can understand as to why you might have jumbled it up. But it's yeah. Virginia. So Mulder's in Virginia. He goes to see the two girls from the first episode. They got the same actresses by the look of it. They did. Brianna, Mulder goes to see <clears> Brianna. And, and it is like decently done. Like mm-hmm. you get the knock on the door, the different person answering the door, like the cop back yeah, and forth. That's, fine. Like, that's pretty cool. Yep. Essentially, Brianna's the wrong girl. In other words, this prompts Mulder to go see Sarah. At least we know Mulder would have picked the brunette. <laughs> 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 Much to Shel- Scully's uh, chagrin. Yeah. <laughs> um, 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 if this is going to be about, my life, I don't want to live. What do you think about Maddie here? Sarah's uh, sister? At first, I thought she was... I thought she required a, a different type of education. Uh, that's uh, David Duchovny's daughter. Oh, Nice. Yeah, Maddie, uh, Maddie is West DeCovney. Cool. I, I was like, hmm. Because I looked at her and I was like, why? Why would you possibly have the sister here? Like, what is the reason story-wise? <laughs> That's why. So I started like looking looking into it a little bit more and I was like, West DeCovney. Like, all right. You pulled some strings to, to write in a uh, worthless character. There you go. I don't want to live, Josh. Don't you, don't live. Know, you don't know what I've been through. The police killed my parents. I'm a freak. You they know want, I'm a freak. They You've want what I've done. <laughs> to keep me in a lab my whole life. I could jump off a bridge. And then he says, or you could come with me and I could ruin your life. <laughs> we could run away together. That's going to work. Yeah. I can meet you somewhere, she says. Oh, hoping sure. Hoping he runs away. <laughs> oh, sure. No, I'll be there. I yeah, promise. I'll be there. I'm getting my bag ready. Go ahead. Timberlake, yeah, set Timberlake. It up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely going to be there. 
I put so many condoms in my bag. You should go now. I'll meet you there. No, like no condoms. 50 condoms. I don't need any condoms. We don't, we're not going to use condoms anymore. Check this I'm out. Gonna... Shows him the pill. He's like, oh, goody. He runs off. <laughs> I got the. I got that thing that like you get implanted. The now nuke. we don't have to do I got that the, I got baby nuke. I go, I'm going to be there. Oh, it's going to be so good. Yeah. Yahoo. Calls the police. <laughs> is, is, is Jackson Vandekamp... Jesus Christ. Is this kid a bad actor? Is it just me? Is it is it the kid? Is it the writing? What do you think? I think it is what we call up here the perfect storm. <laughs> <laughs> a bad actor with bad writing? Yeah. yeah. And a bad character. <laughs> and a bad character. That's the perfect storm up this way. <laughs> Better get inside, Mr. Banks. Winds are coming. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, but I did it. It's <laughs> so one. dumb. I don't know what it is. The old, the old Maine wise old man. <laughs> wise old man from Maine. Better get your Wayne. boat in the dry docks, huh? The storm's coming. It's called William. We're in the W's now. <laughs> Like, especially, like, dude, it doesn't even oh, make fuck. sense from the beginning of the episode when they show, like, the when William's doing his backstory and he's like, and then I became a criminal. And then I had oh, to go. Oh, God. To, no, you didn't. I had to go to a bad school. Yeah. And I, you know, I did this and I did that. And then I came back to my regular house and everything was fine. And then I pulled a prank on these two girls. And you're like, that's ghouly. And that doesn't make any sense in your story. Nope. That is so fucking You know why dumb. it's in there, right? Because he, yay! It's all connected. Yeah, I'm kicking yay! my feet. I'm kicking my feet with so much excitement that my shoes fell off. I want you to know. Well, it's really bad. It's really yeah. bad, dude. I mean, it's bad. But uh, Mulder goes to Sarah's house. <sighs> Tell sir. Wait, Dean. Oh, wait, Jesus. Christ. Wait. I didn't hate this episode, dude. Can yeah, you, you talk did. to me? Can you talk to me? Can you calm me down because I'm having a hard time? <laughs> hey, I just bad. feel like I just feel like we get into it, and I just get so angry, and I just start talking, and I get carried away like emotionally, and because there's all these things I'm upset about, mm-hmm. but but I really I really don't hate this episode, dude. It just it just Brian Campbell keeps saying all these mean things, and I get so upset. And I just keep saying these really hurtful, mean things, and I don't really mean it. Yeah. Do you understand? This would be my last day on that job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is bad. Fuck. Hey, real quick, look at me. This is bad. Ah, I didn't think it was that bad, though. I didn't uh, think it was that bad. It, it, it doesn't have to be that bad, but it's bad. But it's okay. We're having fun. Let's move on. That's the listeners are having fun. They love this shit. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> the internet feeds on misery. That's true. And our listeners are no exception. No. Because they're people too. <laughs> 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 they listen to us. I mean, fuck. Yeah. So, if you uh, like hate and discontent, you're listening to the wrong, <laughs> wrong <laughs> podcast. Well, anyway, Mulder goes to the wrong. We talked about that. Mulder goes to Sarah's house, tells her he's William's father. Mulder goes to William's room. I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
William. I am Hold on. your father. Hold on. I just want you to know, sir, the winds are coming. <laughs> Blowing in for the... You heard a noise before. Blowing in from the northeast, eh? Actually, they're coming in from the other way. But yeah, not a meteorologist. Just feel it in my bones. Going to be a bad one. Knee swelling. <clears throat> this, is knee bad, swelling. Uh, this is a bad dialogue. Yeah. When Walter does like so, the, I'm your dad, I'm going to hug you. With his like furrowed I, brow? Yeah, I like, y- you know, Fox. This is bad dialogue, bro. Real bad. Fox Mulder is not always like on point with reading. He, he's not the most empathetic person in the world, right? Never. But, but come on, but come on, man! You're gonna you're gonna hug your son that you haven't seen for seventeen to twenty years and tell him I held you as a baby mm-hmm. when you're like when you're Fox Mulder, like. He knows, like, I don't know, man. Like, he he's so much smarter than this. He's so much more aware of, he's not empathetic, but he's just aware. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't fucking see this. I get it's his son, and he's emotionally caught up, but uh, come on, man. And, like, this this dialogue is brutal. Nobody can help me. I can help you. Nobody can. You don't understand. I know you're angry, but help. But no, I can't. You can Round and round we go. All the people are going to die. Yeah, your mother had those visions. I'm aware. I do like, though, when he says, how come you didn't have those visions? Hmm. I like that. The mutant challenge. I like it. Well, because he knows Fox isn't his father. Mm -hmm. That was was the only part of this that I was kind of like, that's kind of cool. Like, he doesn't come out and say, you're not my father. Right. Like, that's kind of a cool thing to do. Like, for, instead of him being, because that would have been just even more obnoxious if he was that's like, That's in the second you're film. Not my, you're not my real dad. That's in the second film. My dad's more no. wrinkly. My dad's more wrinkly. He wears a phantom of the opera mask. You're not my real dad. That's impossible. <laughs> that's in the second movie. Um, yeah. If you trust me, I'll protect you. Meanwhile, we have a team looking at the exploded remains of the bad guy that picked up William and tried to fondle him. They find the GPS phone still running. Hmm. The old, uh, the I can old, help. Nobody can the help. Old side view mirror face. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can help. Blah, blah, blah. William talks about his visions. I don't want to live in this world. It's not your fault. Let me help you stop it. You can't. You die too. Maybe there's die. And then they attack and William fucking blows them up. And that looks cool. Think? What did you like that? It looked fucking cool. Come on. <laughs> it was bad. Blow I mean, guys it, up with their mind. Yeah. Was, but like, it's, but it was, I don't know, it was like so much. I really liked seeing the body in the car that they roll up yeah, on. that was rad. Like, that's, that's kind of badass. Like, holy fuck. Like, you're, you're left to kind of assume. Yeah. And not Everyone, be. And all the comments are talking about scanners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course. Fucking head yeah. blown up. Yeah. Drive with a. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. Like not being shown, like not being smacked over the face with it. I like that. I really liked the kid with the bloody nose and ears. That's freaky shit. We kind of went by that, but that's oh, in cool. the beginning, yeah, like yeah. just turning his insides into goo. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like it, it is cool. It's a cool effect, but it's like it's so gratuitous that it kind of like 
it does it four times. That's that's true. He does do it, it four times. It shows it four times. It would have been rad like, if they all went up at once. Yeah, if they all went up at once, and like I also would have like kind of dug if he was if he was like you saw like all the shit like it was it took it out of him like he was like weakened like he stumbles out of the room. Is like, at this point though, yeah, and you know what? To one your at point, a time, like pop, 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 pop. And then he just runs out. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? To your point, why this is kind of goofy? Because it's at this point where you go, oh, no one's touching this kid ever. He'll be fine. Right. If you, if you can blow up four armed men or, or, or three armed men and an armed woman, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like armed people that are literally holding guns on you. Plop, plop, plop. And not like you're you're none the worse for wear. Well, let's this, not forget he gets shot in the head and lives. But we'll get to that. <laughs> but like, it's not even like this massive. Like, oh my god, he's so worn down. Like, he used all his energy, all his life force. He runs out. He's ready to like parkour more with like '90s tech villains. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. He was just leading them guys on. He's just having some sport. Everybody's good except for Mulder. Yeah. Mulder's covered in viscous matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this this is where uh this he, is where I got my notes confused. So Mulder and Scully have a chat. Um, yeah. Mulder gives chase but loses the kid. I lost him, Scully. He's gone. He won't listen to reason. Ugh. He'll listen to me. I know he will. She tells Skinner cuz she's in the car with him as they're on the phone. This isn't about the FBI, sir. This is about my son. I'll try. Says Skinner. I don't know why Skinner talks like that now, but he does in my head. I'll try. <clears throat> and now O'Malley drops the not fake news truth bomb. He points sure. out Mulder as the FBI source. That's a nice betrayal. Talks about the carnage of the motel attack. And uh, he's really just uh, blowing it open. Yeah, this is where I got confused when we were talking earlier because I because we only see Tad O'Malley like twice and it neither of them matter, so I kind of like mix up the two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. But it it really has no impact on the story in in any way whatsoever. Yeah, and, you know, a part of me wonders: did they go to an illegitimate? I guess we're supposed to believe that this is like an Infowars thing, right? I mean, it's supposed to be an Alex Jones Infowars thing. It's supposed to be considered completely illegitimate. Yeah, of course. Uh, right. So maybe that's how, if they were to continue the series, it could just be utterly discounted and we could move on. Like, they didn't call CNN and Fox. And, I mean, oh, okay. So you like know what I mean? They didn't call mainstream media. You're saying, re- like, you <laughs> could continue this this universe without Mother and Scully and like have this this story not yeah, shape like the shape, shape the, the entire actual... globe. You you could you could bring it back to because they kind of like you think you're being generous, buddy. <laughs> I'm being very generous. <laughs> I think you're being very generous. <laughs> I think it's just tying in a character and a in a thing that we had. From oh My yeah, Struggle for one. sure. But I'm saying I wonder if they probably My Struggle one, two, three, and four. They probably knew right. When they they probably wrote all four of the well, I don't know, 
I'm speculating. I don't think they did. Not really? at all. Oh, that's no. so fucking funny. No fucking I guess way, that explains dude. why it's so fucked up. I think they wrote My Struggle 1 and 2, maybe. And then 3 and 4? Yeah. Dude, they retconned half <laughs> of half of My Struggle 1 and 2 to write My Struggle 3. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm saying is maybe they just wanted to be... Um, I was trying to think why continue with the O'Malley thing. Why bring him back? Just because, just because he's was a character we already saw. I guess. I, mean, I, I think yeah. that's literally it. Like just to, yeah. just to kind of keep tying it together. Yeah. You know, I I just think like they create creatively, create create creatively made. Go. Yeah, is that it? That's good. Creatively made a different decision going into season eleven. Where they said like, we're not gonna carry what we actually said in my struggle one and two. Mm. Like we're not gonna, we're not gonna carry that whole thing into this. We're gonna hone it down because I really feel like that's what they did. Yeah, fair. I I, I don't think that was like a a pre planned thing. I think that was retconning bullshit. Yeah, probably because the <clears throat> response was so bad to the first Dude, hundred percent, man. Like that was retconning. Yeah. That that yeah. wasn't like a plan. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they just erased it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the the plague isn't actually outbreaking. Like all this isn't actually happening. It was just yeah. a vision 100%. that Scully had. Yeah, dual do over. <laughs> so creatively, oh, they undid that, but. But from my actual viewership perspective, they already introduced Tad O'Malley, who's a character that we have to work with. So let's use him again. To up the stakes too, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So Skinner and Scully, whoa, that, I don't say that every day. Um, curse is blowing up my phone. <laughs> Why would you risk your whole career? Who are you on the phone with outside of Curse's office? This yeah. is where we have a moment of doubt for Skinner, I guess we're supposed to have, based on her suspicion. Which is cool. Yeah. Like, I, I've talked about how I like the, uh, I've always liked the Skinner as the ambiguous ally. For sure. Always. I know always who your son's that. father is, though. Yeah. Ooh. And I kind of like that we don't... Yeah, I did too. We don't sit here and dwell on... Like we don't do this melodramatic. It would moment. be so much. You'd have to devote time, so much time to it to make it really be to to make the it worthwhile. Response, right? Yeah, this is like twenty minutes, right? But like we know what he's gonna say. Mm-hmm. So I like. I actually like how they handle it. Me too. Like that they they cut away, and then when they cut back, like Skinner's still talking, and it kind of like it does that like mute out background noise, and sure. And Scully's kind of like loses her focus and looks elsewhere, and and then I think that's when we see Mulder drive by. Correct. And he's going to the old sugar factory because he gets a hot tip from his daughter. The old sugar mill. <laughs> the boys of Portland always used to go down to the old sugar mill. It's out there past uh, Johnny's old windmill. Skinner Especially- and Scully spot him. Yep, that's it. Yeah. So Skinner and Scully split up, right? And then Scully finds Mulder, or, they, or fake Mulder. They split up because we have a lurking car. <laughs> <laughs> super, super secret lurking car parked in an alley with the lights on running. <laughs> Skinner's going to go check it out, walking check it straight out. at it. 
Yeah. Straight at it. Yep. And uh, Scully runs in. Yeah. Skinner draws down on the CSM. Boner. That's badass. Boner. He has like, he has the the hands out like, hey, I'm unarmed, I'm unarmed. (laughs) Then he pops it out. Smokes Reyes. Right. Because Cigarette Smoking Man shifts into drive and Mm -hmm. just hammers his foot on the grass, on the gas. And then Reyes gets popped in the head. Because we just have to wrap up every character we have. Yeah, kill him. Get rid of all of Any character got, you need to get rid of, just shoot him in the head. <laughs> we got 48 minutes, dude. We got 48 minutes. We yeah. need a lot of headshots. 48 minutes, dude. Dude, headshots. dude, dude, dude. It's fucking Oprah. You get a headshot. You Look <laughs> you under your chair and you get a headshot. Under your chair, you, you, you turn, you look under your chair, your head blows up. <laughs> That's a hell of a show. Huh? Yeah. Oh boy. And then uh <clears throat> and then he blasts his car into Skinner. He mm-hmm. like tries to like dive under the other car. Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, what happened?" And we and we never know, know cuz in case it comes back. It cuts to Cuz he's coming back if it comes back. So, I have <sighs> been caught up nonstop in you you <laughs> and Brian Campbell's dirty dirty shitstorm. Of shitting on this episode. Okay. I'm going to tell you something I liked. The mixer? The mixer? I'm going to... I like this first interaction with fake Mulder. Yeah, me too. I, I do. I really like it. I wish right? it was real Mulder, kind of. I don't. I mean, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't make no. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I, <laughs> I like this, like... I like Skulder. Skulder. I, I do it again. God, You're over the map, damn. kid. Scully finding fake Mulder and this this interaction and, and, and he's telling her like, oh no, we have to let him go. We can't, we can't help him. We can't Nothing help we him. Nothing we can do. Nothing we can do. He knows you love him. And How Scully, can he know that? Dude, Jillian Anderson is crushing <clears throat> it in the yeah. scene. Yeah, absolutely. She's really, really good. You've never, uh, you, we've never got to see her act towards Mulder like this. Ever. No. And, and, you know what? You know, the best acting William does in this fucking entire season is as David Duchovny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's not even close. You motherfuckers. It's not even close, dude. He's so good as Mulder. When, when he says he knows you love him and she's like, how would he know that? And he does this little like head rub touch. his forehead thing. Yeah. Like, uh, Fuck. <laughs> and then Mulder, actual Mulder, rounds the corner. Yep. And I think like it's it's not supposed to be like super fuckery. At this point, I think they they expect most of the audience would have figured it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which, which which I actually also appreciate. I, I like that they're not trying to be like super overly cute. No, they're I think if you, you think about it, it's actually kind of neat. Because the kids, the kid knows that this charade will not hold once real Mulder runs into her. Maybe he just needed to get this off his chest. Yeah. yeah. And that's and, what's cool about it. But I like that they, they also treat the audience, at least in this part and, and in the part to follow, they don't try to like really be like, oh, like super, like super fool you. Like, 
all no, these no, no, a- no. allusions yeah. to Mulder being killed. And when we finally see him out there, like no one watching believes it's actually Mulder. They don't try to like fool you like that. You realize oh, it. Oh, when a, he pops him in the head. Yeah. No, but, yeah, but, you never do. But here too, I think like, <clears throat> I mean, I think they expected that halfway through you kind of, most people figure out like this isn't actually Mulder. And I, I like doing that versus completely relying on the surprise factor. Mm, yeah, because yeah, I yeah. think I think what you're actually doing here, which you haven't done for most of your whole fucking My Struggle 1 through 4, is actually relying on the writing to carry the story. <laughs> you're actually relying on the audience watching your writing. Like you watching This Is William dressed up as Mulder talking to Scully. So the impact is him talking to Scully like so you're this is his mother he thinks correct and and so there's actual I will give it credit for actual emotional weight right like I really I give it credit for that man like from here to the end of the episode with a couple caveats I actually think they handle pretty well like once you get to this point it's not bad Nope. This is the, definitely bad, the man. best part of the episode, without a doubt. Yeah. The, the very, the, the last, what, 10 minutes, is it? Yeah, 10, 10, 15 minutes. <clears throat> it's yeah. good. It's good. And I, I like the, 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 the reliance on the, the meaning and the, the emotional impact of the dialogue versus relying on fuckery. Correct. Like, I don't, I don't think the important part is like, oh, you don't know it's really William. It's like, no, like, realizing the the impact of the words he's saying. Right. I got you. That's good. Yeah. Because Mulder rounds the corner very quickly, and then we're back to a chase. Yep. Uh, Skinner gets crushed outside, or maybe he already did. The CSM finds a gun and legs. (laughs) (laughs) A pair of legs and nice dress shoes. The old Wicked Witch of the East. Right. Toes curl up. But uh, he runs into Mulder, doesn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the chase goes on <laughs> for a little bit longer than it probably has to. Mm-hmm. You know, with a limited amount of screen time, they spend a, a lot of it with just people running after other people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was one of of those who were calling for this to be a longer episode. That being said, <laughs> there was like... <laughs> four or five minutes of just running, mm. just running, just William running from tack team or William running from Mulder. Like probably could have maybe used those better. Yeah. I guess. But I need the boy. The boy is mine. Yeah. I'm William's creator. The CSM says shoot your own firstborn son. Mulder asks shot my second born son. Once CSM replies, <laughs> when I gave you life, I never fathomed the moment that would come that I would have to end it. I don't think you can do it. And you don't know me very well. Again, great acting by William. And by William, I mean David Duchovny. <laughs> but this is good, man. I really think these moments so, are good. What have we learned? That if you want William to be better, get a different actor to play him. <laughs> get a different actor to play him. <laughs> That's fucking but, rough. But, dude, there's a couple of really good moments here. Like, when... Because this is, you know, that that's a little bit to act of 
to ask of an actor to say like, all right, you're playing yourself being played by somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's a role. Yeah. When he, he stops for a moment, he does this thing where he looks like over his shoulders both ways. And like, maybe you're thinking like, oh, he's looking for a way out. That's what I thought. I was like, he's going to jump. Clearly. I, I, don't I, I think he was like looking around and just being like so here's where I die like that's how I wanted to interpret it maybe mm-hmm. as part of it but like that's how I you mean took, as William as William yeah yeah okay yeah like as William <laughs> looking around saying like all right like this is where I die and my favorite line is when he says I don't think you have it in you or mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't even remember I don't exactly think you can do it I don't think you can do it because he doesn't mean that he's saying that he's seen the future. He's seen mm-hmm. cigarette smoke man shooting Mulder who he now realizes is him is his himself. Correct. Which I don't think in his vision he realized wasn't himself. Not, you know what I mean? not until this moment. Right. But in this moment he realizes, Oh my God, what I saw was was this man, my father, actually shooting me? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of just like going through the motions of saying what needs to be said to fulfill this prophecy almost. Right. And I think like, but I don't want to talk about the final scene <laughs> because this is what I want to believe <laughs> as the most powerful moment of this episode is him making the <clears throat> choice to to say like I'm going to let this follow through because mm-hmm. he could fucking blow his goddamn head up right of course he's blown heads up before but instead he's saying like you know because even if, if he blows up his head like whatever he thinks another person is going to come up and, and chase him to the ends of the earth and mm-hmm. it's not going to matter and like none of it is going to fucking matter and and here is where I die and this is it and I'm going to say this line and I don't for a second believe it. I'm saying it because this is what's going to cue you cigarette smoking man to shoot me in the fucking head. Right. And it's great. Yeah. It's fucking great. It's really good, dude. The scene is really good. I don't feel like you believe me. (laughs) (laughs) I admire. Don't fucking believe me. I, I admire you. No, but that is the interpretation that you have of it is is actually very good. It's very sound in its solid writing. Fake because, news. <laughs> Fake no, news. no, no. Listen to me. I'm 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 serious. I, I'm not belittling you. I don't I don't want to do that because it's true, man. It, here's a character who's traveled as far as he has. He has seen the future. He knows what it's going to be, and in that, he's sort of trapped in this predetermined paradox that only in this moment does he realize he's in fact the person that will be shot. And as he's had a, a very weary life thus far, as he's talked throughout the whole episode of maybe I should just be gone anyway, there's probably the sense of peace that washes over him when he realizes it's not in fact Mulder, but him masquerading as Mulder with his mind powers, that he just relents. And as you said so succinctly, I don't think you have it in you, or I don't think you can do it is the is the cue 
that the cigarette smoking man will take to shoot him, much like what he saw in his dreams, thus ending him closing this prophetic vision and hopefully bringing some semblance of peace to the world for, I guess you could say, the greater good. And that is very awesome. It's also an interpretation for sure. But no. No, I mean, like, I, I'm taking some, like, personal creative liberties with what we actually see. The fucking thing that sucks is it's undone by him not dying. Oh, it's so bad. It's Do you know so... what I mean? <clears throat> but that's what, like, that's what <clears throat> I created in my mind as, like, a... For sure, man. The most redemptive part of, like, this whole thing, which I want to be great. Right. I get you it. You know? I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I did a lot of interpreting. I do a lot of interpreting of things I like a lot. Um, so I totally get where you're coming from, dude. So let's just grind through the rest of what actually happens here. He's gone, Mulder says. He's gone, Scully. He shot him. He shot me. Mulder tosses his gun. Oh, wait. He, he smokes the smoking man. See what I did there? Yeah. You know yeah, what I, I wanted, though? I wanted, and I, this is a total nitpick. I wanted shot. No, I wanted a Sparta boot into the bay. You know what I wanted? Instead I of like five... a middle school push, I wanted bang, 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 kick into the fucking bay with a boot. You know what I wanted? <clears throat> I wanted five gunshots to the chest, just like he did, and then him to grab him, put <sighs> the gun under his mouth, and say one more thing, and then fucking put a round through his head. Ooh, like what if he says face, something like... Face to face, like... Take a drag. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Come on, last Boy Scout style. Oh God! <laughs> Smoke this. Yeah. <laughs> Need a light. <laughs> Top of his head. <laughs> no. Fuck you. <laughs> no. No. All right. I know. I know. I know. <sighs> It would be par for the course with Fox lately. <laughs> yeah, it would. There's something about there's something about that like a like a hard boot. I don't know, but either way, I would have been satisfied. I'm still satisfied that he killed him. That's cool. I like that. He can you know, what? maybe something like a like a Princess Bride kind of thing. Uh, you know, I want my son back, you son of like, a bitch. Like 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 cigarette smoking man like grabs like. Fox by the collar and he's like uh, anything anything offer me a raise <laughs> offer me my old office back anything it's yours I, <laughs> I want to see a goddamn alien you son of a bitch <laughs> no it's got to be smoke this smoke this yeah yeah mm. and just the and, and we shoot the back of CSM. Like we got to get a camera. We got we got to get a we got to get a drone camera off the back of him. And as he's tumbling, he tumbles away. And in the frame, fucking Mulder brings a pistol up. He goes and blows the smoke off the barrel. Oh no! Doesn't blow it off. Inhales it. Yes. And then exhales it. Yeah. Yeah. Or lights smoke. up his own cigarette. Off the end of the barrel. It's <laughs> <laughs> just getting to be the worst movie ever. How dare we make fun of the writing of this show? 
<laughs> we wrote the worst action movie ever. <sighs> Dude, but before like we get into that, the problem, my real problem, besides the writing of this exact moment, is that they're really intentionally fucking setting it up Dude. for CSM to literally still be alive. Oh boy, he can't be that body. No, he he can be. He's wearing a bulletproof vest. He gets shot four or five times in the in the chest. In movies, you can survive that if you're wearing a bulletproof vest. He falls in the water. We see his head above water. He's not drowned. He floats away. He's still alive. If he if he manages to pull himself ashore with all those with Dude, all that trauma, guy took a fucking predator drone strike pretty much to the face. It's true. Yeah, he's fine. It's true. Guy is fine. Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, fucking. Which means you got Skinner's got to live. I mean, a car. Come on. Oh, Skinner's for sure alive. Yeah. Can't you kill him ki- with a car. No. Skinner's dove, don't die by cars. No. He dove low. His legs are a little crumpled up. He's probably yeah. going to be. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be a little fucking. He'll be a little twisted up. He's in, he's in traction to start season 12. He'll limp around, but it's cool. Yeah. You know? Anyway, Mulder. He's gone, Scully. He shot him. He shot me. Mulder tosses his gun into the bay. He wanted us to let him go. He wasn't meant to be. He was our son. This isn't bad out of him, Duchovny. No. Um, no, William was an experiment. A turkey baster baby. <laughs> he, he was an idea. <laughs> he, got, he got all squirted up in my unmentionables. He was, a, he was an idea born in a lab. I mean, I bore him, but... I was never a mother to him. I wasn't. William, William just kind of, you know, I, the more I thought about it, Mulder, the more I thought we kind of dodged a bullet on this one. <laughs> he was kind of shitty too. He sucks. Fox, Fox, he was kind of shitty. But if I'm not a dad, what am I? Oh boy. You, you are a father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put your hand on my tummy. Because <laughs> I got a baby on board and it wouldn't score. We got a baby on board. It's a miracle. <clears throat> How's that? That's good. It's a musical ending to season 11. Because uh, it's more than a miracle. It's, m- it's more than impossible. Yes. That's more than possible. Somewhere Spock is confounded. You fucked me in a motel. And despite being rendered uh, infertile by cancer, aliens, uh, government research, and straight up age in menopause. Menopause? She's only here 40. Uh, she's only 40. I don't know what she uh, is. She's not 40, bro. She's 50? Despite all those factors... You've got a baby on board. Baby on board. And scene. She's well into her 50s, bro. And scene. Long, slow. I don't think she's 50 yet, bro. Jillian Anderson is for sure over 50. Okay. Despite the fact that she looks better than most women at 32, she is for sure more than... She's 49. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Ben Prue. He typed it four times in the chat. Oh, did he? Oh, no, fuck. No. I had the episode up. I had that minimized. 
49. She's 49, 49, 49, 49. <laughs> 49. He's still typing it. He's broken. Somebody fix him. <laughs> well, anyway. I don't know. It's hard to tell if she's fucking ageless. Still not easy to be pumping out kids at that age. Whatever. Whatever. Regardless. Mm-hmm. Then, then we get that awful... Oh, fish face. <laughs> oh, fish face. Oh, fish face is back. Rising up from the fucking grate underneath. Yep. Still ah, just kidding. I didn't want to die. I wanted to fuck Sarah some more. <sighs> really? Bu- old bug eyes? Mm. Old yeah. bug eyes? Honestly? Sister's pick- better looking than her. It's true. And he picked the wrong girl. Yeah. Brianna, better looking. Maddie, better looking. Dude, you and have mind I don't powers. Believe, I don't believe you're really into it. You know mm. what I mean? I know what you mean. I don't think you have her best interest in mind. What do you mean? When I he don't... said, I want to kill myself, but instead, let's go somewhere? <laughs> 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 That's a red flag. <laughs> what do you want to do tonight? I don't kill myself. I was thinking suicide, but instead, maybe we can go to an undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> I might jump off a bridge. Or do you want to see Avengers Infinity War? Either one? <laughs> I mean, you know, spin the dial. <sighs> Boy. That's the end of it. So. Yeah. <clears throat> took a while to get here, my friend. But we did it. Ten episodes, was it? Yeah. <clears throat> can we leave? Can we just cover two things with listener comments? Yes. There's a lot of good shit out there. But can we leave the the middle ground untapped, and can we just cover the devil and the angel themselves? Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which one do you want? Well, I think it matters. I think I should probably stick to the program. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brian Campbell says, "I was going okay. I was going to nestle in Unabomber style and put on <laughs> and put pen to paper and a manifesto of shit." that I was going to throw at this, what could be the last episode of the diehard fans of the show, the last episode that diehard fans of the show will ever see of our beloved agents. I'm not going to do that. The hopes that I had at the beginning of the season were that the painful expository episodes were being shed to make way for simple wrap-up to the overall arch of the series and leave our characters in a place of resolution and peace. Of course, with each other. What I got ended up making me feel like the honorable dignity that Chris Carter decided to bestow upon the stoic character of Skinner. Yes, those might as well have been my black wingtips peeping out from underneath the bumper of Race's Dodge Stratus. <laughs> Parenthetical. I actually was waiting for them to shrivel up like the witch in Wizard of Oz. And parenthetical. It's like Chris Carter sat down in his leather comfort in front of the X-Files community, commonly knew every complaint about season 10 and 11, and then suddenly jumped up, pointed his finger at all of us, screamed, fuck you, (laughs) and then proceeded to write this episode. I laughed out loud at the revelation of Scully's post-menopausal pregnancy. Anyway, I said I'm not going to get into all that. Instead, I'm going to let the hate flow through me. Thank you, Paul Patine. And channel it into more productive thoughts. In my mind, I'll boil this last season down to some quick snapshots of Mulder and Scully's interactions and assemble them into a collage of a warm post-series coitus that I can look back on fondly. 
In one piece of the collage, Mulder and Scully spoon, whispering their hopes and insecurities about their future in the episode plus one. In another piece of the collage, they play comically off of each other in forehead sweat. In yet another, Skinner comes to grips with his past and maybe gets a sense of peace from that. I then see Scully and Mulder sitting at a diner, eschewing technology and holding hands. From here, I see Mulder and Scully coping with advancing years, but hoping to spend the rest of their... Hoping to spend the rest together as Scully whispers her desires for long sunsets together, possibly anal, into Mulder's ear and nothing lasts forever. (laughs) (laughs) That's the final note that I'd like to leave the series on, and I'll say about my struggle for at this point is this. I don't care how much you love the series. Like Superman 4, do yourselves a favor, gentle reader, and erase this final episode from your collective memory. Fight the future. Looks like I did do a manifesto after all. Sorry about that. Boy. Well, with those talons. I just clicked love. <laughs> those fucking talons out of my shoulder. I'll read Ben Prue. This was all right. I think a lot of people forget about the weird ending to the black oil of the super soldier insanity in season eight. It had some okay moments with what I thought was a nice play when CSM got four on the chest. I thought it was five. And William being killed. So that Mulder and Scully could go forward. You want you want to challenge that and go all for three tonight? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> also, this would be Scully's third child technically. So at this point, why worry about how now and instead have <laughs> just a smile on your face because it was a rather sweet moment. Isn't this really what they have won all, wanted after all this time? It did manage to wrap up all the conspiracies. This season overall has been a joy. In the original series, the X-Files were the tool to tell cool stories and you would get glimpses into their relationship. This season has been reversed and the stories were the backdrop to tell Mulder and Scully stories and after 26 years and 11 seasons, it's the right call. The interactions this year have been amazing. From Scully's wondering about her age and looks in their future to the quiet hand holding at the diner to the deep understanding of what both have gone through to get to this point in the church. We get... Uh, we got to see a realistic and mature relationship and it was a joy and refreshing to watch. I know Chris Carter gets some crap for the mythology, but I wanted to give him and Glenn Morgan, Darren Morgan, James Wong, my thanks for understanding what we were really looking for this season and the balls to take some serious chances in what will probably be the final season. Thank you most of all to David and Jillian for 26 years of the best TV show ever. David, thank you for showing me it was cool to be a sci-fi geek and fuck the haters. Jillian, thanks for being a strong, intelligent woman that can be all that and for being a role model for my daughter and young women everywhere. It's been a min- it's been an amazing ride. Hashtag Foxy and Skulls. Awesome. I would like to also give a special shout out to Aaron Fallon, who wrote a very long and pretty well thought out, interesting take on the episode. Um, you should check it out. And there's a bunch of other ones on there. Uh, it was gotta, really good. Yeah, it was really good. You got to go to our Facebook group um, and check it out. Join our Facebook group for sure. There's a lot of cool, there's a lot of awesome people there. And, and even if we don't always agree on the episode, people are really cool on that page. Um, mature, awesome, probably because it's mostly women. <laughs> Um, which is pretty shocking to me, but, um, you know, that's what happens when you're, uh, when you got faces like these, I guess. I don't know. Face for radio. Face radio. But, um, man, I don't know what to say for my final thoughts, bro. You better fucking say something, dude. The fucking series might be over. (sighs) Um, 
It's uh <laughs> Say something. <laughs> What do we do now, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking people blowing up around me. I'm just sitting there. What now, sir? (laughs) MG42 is in the background. You first. All right. Um, You know, man, this might be over. Um, As far as a new thing, you know, we've already said I'm very excited to go back to the beginning. So, like, that has been my refuge from... From day one of us deciding to do that, which I think was pretty early into the season, uh, you know, season 11, I think we decided that like two or three weeks in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of took a lot of the the shock out of whatever happened here. Um, you know, and, and for the mythology, I agree with a lot of what Brian Campbell said. Like, I, I like after X-Files, or I'm sorry, My Struggle 3, um, the first first episode of this season that I think they made the right call to narrow it down and but ultimately like I just didn't have that high expectations of, of what they were going to do with it um, but ultimately like it didn't really matter that much like this show you can't ruin the show to me like no matter what fucking happened here I have hundreds of episodes that I love like hundreds of great episodes. And so no no matter what, like if you gave me any positive shit here, it was kind of a boon. And we got a lot of positive shit in this, in this last season. And Ben Prue has a great point and it's fucking sad to say, but like I can't really talk intelligently about the, the original season finale or series finale because I watched it once like 15 years ago and I forgot most of it because I stopped fucking caring. So to go back now and say like, Oh, we got fucking shortchanged. Like, yeah, dude, this is all gravy, man. This is all gravy. And could they have done it better for sure? But we got what we got and it ended with Mulder and Scully fucking holding each other like they deserve to and some fucking great moments. And, uh, the next thing you hear from us will be season one, episode one. So, fuck it. I like That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Season 11 was good. You heard it. Season 11 was good. And I knew that my struggle wasn't going to be particularly good, and I insulated myself from it. And when I used my really silly, I'm a headsman, I have the passion of a headsman, as it relates to my struggle in this episode. I do, but at the same time, like yourself, and a lot of my final thoughts are going to be what I said up front. X-Files will never be ruined to me. There's way there's way more good than bad. And season 11 is better than most of... It, it's good. There's a plenty of good episodes. There's only a couple of stinkers. And um, I'm glad we got more episodes than less episodes. And... I will continue to watch X-Files. It will continue to be great. Um, I'm glad our characters are alive at the end of it. That's cool. And um, I I don't, it's fine. Like I don't, it's on the one hand, I think to myself, like I guess what I'm trying people, what I'm going to tell people is don't cry for me. 
right? Don't cry because I didn't have a big emotional investment in this finale because I'm right back where I was when season 10 ended, which is all right, whatever. It ended. It wasn't particularly good, was it? And now I am, I still have a shitload of X-Files to go back and watch. And Mulder and Scully are great. They always will be great. And it was too little too late for William. We couldn't, you you had a lot resting on a character we just didn't care about. And uh, that's unfortunate, but whatever, I don't care. And and maybe, maybe you're saying it in a way that really makes sense, Josh. It's fucking gravy. You know what? The gravy is a little cold. It's a little salty, but it's fucking gravy. So I'm going to eat it. I don't care because the potatoes were awesome. Because why wouldn't we do another metaphor? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck it, dude. Listen. You know, down east when we have gravy. <laughs> Storm's coming. So that's it, man. Like, X-Files is a good TV show, and it's got so many good episodes, and you can watch them over and over and over again, and they're so rewatchable, and it's great, and there's episodes in 11, there's, there's, there's episodes in 11 that you can watch over again. Dude, Fucking, you don't have to watch My Struggle ever again. Go fuck yourself, My Struggle. Who cares? When you think back on X-Files before season 10 and 11 ever came around, did you give a shit about episode five, season nine? Fuck no. You watched Ice, man. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Fuck it. Get in the car. Have some fun. Put the top down. Have a beer. (laughs) You know? It's fine. That's my final (laughs) thoughts. Honest to God. Like, that's it. Did you just tell people to drink and drive in a convertible for your final thoughts? <laughs> I'm not sure where you went there, but you know I like I mean? it. Emotionally, I'm on board. That's what I, I mean. That's, that's it, man. Like, yeah. intellectually, the, it's bad. It's a bad app. But emotionally, it's a great show. So fucking cares. <laughs> sure. Hey, can we fucking unwrap some gifts? I got sakes? one, baby. Yes. Okay, number God, one. dude. All right, so number one, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with a gift. Okay. The first thing I have, and I have some some stuff for you. I have some things to give you. I hope it's a beer helmet I can drink from while I drive around town. <laughs> and not in a convertible. my X-Files. <laughs> a brown bag, that thing, dude. Put it in a Gatorade bottle okay. or something. Um, so I, Alan sent us some stuff. Our boy, Alan. You know Alan, right? Alan Michael yep. Pools. Yep. Yeah. He sent Super, us to Superman I, himself. Superman himself. Not Superman four though, right, Brian? No. Um, he sent us, and you are going to laugh your ass off at this. A a box, a sizable box, a box that your mom buys when she has four kids of pop tarts. <laughs> right i fucking love pop tarts he knows how funny is that we talked about pop tarts oh my god right? what kind what kind blueberry baby yes. no 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 is it no is it blueberry strawberry i don't remember none of that fucking new no no cocoa. he knows none of the chocolate fucking yeah. you know yeah. chocolate sprinkle bullshit come on blue fruit or red fruit one of the That's two all i want it's one yep. of the two one all of those right. two artificial things Alan, you're a fucking goddamn saint. He's a goddamn saint. All right. And I'm going to open something. Sucks. Huh? DC still sucks. Yeah. I'm going to open. Hold on. Let's get the mic on this. We're opening a package from the great Mutado. 
great he said, dress up dress up the studio i.e. my unfinished basement <laughs> so here we go newly dried this, the fucking packaging fucking A dude aren't I grateful ooh this is like um what do we got what do we All got right. this is it looks like it's like an 18 by maybe that's a foot uh, like a rectangular, I want to believe, poster, and it is fucking cool. It's like a little short, small poster. Yeah. Very cool. I want to believe with nice. the... Uh, it has the, uh, you know, it's the classic image above the forest. I want to oh. believe. Very fucking Dude. cool. I have to frame it. Awesome. Thanks, <laughs> I'll, buddy. I'll, fr- I'll frame that shit. Ooh, that's Fuck sexy. Yeah. Fuck <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. And Pop-Tarts. Dress it up. <laughs> <laughs> Pop-Tarts. Fucking Pop-Tarts, bro. Hey, well, fuck, man. I was looking at the nutrition facts on those. <laughs> dubious, really good. Dubious. They're really best. good. Um, I just want to thank uh, you guys. Uh, there's a few of you hanging out right now in the live chat, but everybody that's been listening, um, this has been like a very, a very non uh, aggressively, you know, directed podcast. You know, like sure, we come. Like, LSG Media is uh, is something that you know I'm very proud to be a part of. In the science fiction film podcast is our flagship, and you know, fucking that that thing comes out there swinging. But X Files is kind of just something that we've done, and I've I've been really psyched to be a part of it, and like it's really cool that people actually give a shit about listening. I don't know why. Right, people do, but because uh, they love the show and they like our take, man. Yeah, but take like it's bow. really it's okay. It's really cool and like very surprising that people even give a shit about listening to like our take because we we've just never pushed it that much. We've just kind of done it, and it's just been a thing. And but uh, we are gonna start to cover this whole goddamn series, and you know, so <clears throat> I guess I would ask once for if you've gotten to this point in this fucking episode, especially. And if you've never reviewed us, please fucking go do so. <laughs> if you've already reviewed us, go tell somebody that's as weird as you are that maybe they should listen to this too. Um, because we got a lot more in store. <clears throat> and uh, I am really looking forward to talking about every fucking episode, especially some of the ones that maybe are a little wonky oh, or yeah. don't hold up as well or a little bit dated. Like it's going to be it's going to be a good ride, man. It's yeah. going to be a good ride. I'm definitely we, looking forward to it. Yeah. And, and like, you know, when, when we talk about season one space or like ghost in the machine, we won't have to physically separate, you know, Brian Campbell and Ben Prue from like <laughs> ripping each other, each other's throats out. I'm just kidding. They've been very, very sweet and cordial to each other, but, but like we're all, we're all going to be in it for fun. And, uh, yeah, man, hop aboard. We're gonna be we're gonna be taking this ride from the beginning. So, thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for listening, and uh, and welcome to starting the whole fucking thing over again. I guess. Yeah. Hell know? yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be fun, man. You know, we already have mythology. We have episodes one, three, eight, and thirteen, and twenty one from season one. So we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, we're gonna record a couple a couple every month, which is gonna be awesome. Um going to be fun and uh i'm looking forward to it man i think it's going to be great so yeah thank you very much um 
you know, you guys chiming in every, it's, it's a, it's a very passionate group in the X-Files, uh, uh, Facebook group. And, uh, it's, it's awesome, man. I, and, you know, special thanks to you, Josh, for, uh, helping maintain that over there. Um, obviously I'm being pulled in many directions. Um, and I always, you know, when we sat down to talk about this, I've always had a, a special place in my heart for our discussions about the X-Files as it relates to just our history and knowing each other. I just, I didn't want it to be over. And I thought, man, we have to figure out a way to do this and, and until we can't or we won't, <laughs> right? Until we no longer desire yeah. and or have the ability to, we have a lot of X-Files to talk about. And uh, I'm really looking forward to those conversations because it's such a fun show to get into. Um, and we love it and we can bust its balls out of love because we're from Massachusetts and that's what we do. <laughs> if we don't bust your balls, concern yourselves, <laughs> right? If we're not breaking your balls, we don't care. So, um, you know, that's, that's, I'm really looking forward to this piece of that. And, you know, the details of that, we're going to, we're going to get to some of that, but why don't you just as a refresher, Josh, kind of remind them what's going on. Yeah. I mean, just like simply, we're going to start this whole feed over season one, episode one. We've already recorded about 20 to 25. I don't have the exact count of, uh, we kind of went through some of our favorite episodes back to back. Um, you choose, I choose throughout there's, there's every 35 total in the feed, but you got to remember that that's yeah. 16. So 19. We've done 19 episodes from earlier seasons. So what's going to happen? We promise you that we are going to release two new uncovered episodes every month. So every other week, we haven't talked too much about, are we going to have regular recording schedule? Are we going to have a live recording date? That that is to be decided. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to tell you is that twice a month, you're going to get a new episode from us. And if we've already covered an episode, we're going to drop it as a bonus. There's going to be a little, a quick little uh, intro that like, hey, this was a previously recorded episode because there's some stuff that we're going to talk about in those episodes that might be confusing. Like we'll talk about who chooses the next episode. We're not going to fucking re-record that shit. It just is what it is. But we'll explain anything that might be confusing about it. So, you know, right off the bat, we've already done the pilot. So that's the first one that we're going to redrop into the feed. We're going to have a little intro to it. And then we will start right off that season one, episode two. And then we've already covered season one, episode three. Right. So that will drop immediately. And just as a point of clarity, we're we're not, I'm not sure we're going to, put intros at the beginning of everything we've already done, but but we might put one pretty sizable in the beginning of the pilot just sort of to re-explain what's going on here. And I'm definitely going to pull the X-Files introduction episode that's in there now out so it doesn't doubly confuse people because people will hear it and it'll be contrary to everything we're saying right now. So actually, yeah. I'm going to do that tonight, Josh. I'm going to ax that X that out of there. All right. The and intros- I think what we should probably do is actually we should probably pull all the existing episodes out. Um, yeah, you except think so? for season 10, 11. Yeah, just to not confuse people. Yeah. And, th- and then we'll release them in order. We'll have a very short, like 30 second. After after season one, episode one, we'll have a very short intro that just says like, hey, this was a previously recorded. Um, if we talk about the next episode to cover, that was how we used to do things. This is blah, blah, blah. Be quick. Be easy. Yeah. Be painless. Um, 
It'll be all new stuff. I have some really cool ideas um, to, on top of just covering things normally, I have a couple exciting things I'm hoping to kind of talk to Dean about and drop into the uh, the podcast uh, Facebook group to help make some decisions on doing a couple things to uh, kind of have some bonus material of a sort, um, maybe some yeah. live coverage, some commentary style shit um, yeah, every sure. season. There's some stuff out there. And uh, I guess um, that's it, man. We're excited to keep going on this ride. Dean, I was going to, um, for the final thoughts, I had this whole plan of of like putting something serious to you about like how would you have ended the series differently if no, you, shit. this and that and like dude like I, I just don't really care to even ask you it right I i'm not sure i mean that seems like an involved answer because you know what all <laughs> i'm thinking about have to edit four episodes right all i'm thinking about is fucking going back and doing this again i know exactly isn't that funny yeah that's and that's 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 why i didn't that's why it didn't upset me and it and, I, and you know i can't I can't be. You can't hurt me, X Files. And both both Brian Campbell and Ben Prue are right, man. Like for what Brian Campbell said, like those those moments, like those Im- emotionally impactful moments from this season, are so fucking strong. And what Ben Prue said about like, hey, you go back and compare this to the original series finale and like the fucking mm. the black oil stuff and and all that. Like, I think we got enough to. To wet your beak, you know, be happy as an Exiles fan about what you got, and uh, and then come along with us on a ride for uh, for the old shit. For you sure, know what I mean, yep, hundred percent. Good stuff. All right, well, um, I guess we're gonna get out of here and um, keep your eyes on the feed because uh, you're gonna see some stuff coming, and uh, we're gonna get into some possibly like Josh did live recordings, this, that, and the other thing. But yeah. Um, if you if you don't if if Facebook isn't your thing and I get it, um, I doubt I'd have it if I didn't have a show to run. Uh, just keep your eyes on the feed because any information that you require will be there, and uh, hopefully you listen to this all the way through and you understand that more shit's coming. So stay subscribed, share it, get others to subscribe so they don't miss out either. And that's all, Josh. I want to believe. Boom. Boom.